You are about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity podcast, episode 19. I am incredibly excited about today's conversation. My guest, Hillary Topper, is super interesting, multi-talented, and really just an amazing person. Hillary's background in public relations, social media marketing, running, and triathlons make her someone with a lot of interesting topics to cover, and we will cover them. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, episode 19. This is your host, Mediocre Mitch. Today's conversation is with my multi-talented friend, Hillary Topper, the owner and CEO of HGMT Public Relations, an award-winning PR and social media marketing firm. Hillary is an adjunct professor of media studies and public relations at Hofstra University. Hillary is an author. Her newest book, Branding in a Digital World, How to Take an Integrated Marketing Approach to Building a Business, was published just a few months ago and is available on Amazon or wherever you buy or download your favorite books. And Hillary is a triathlete. She has a blog called The Triathlete's Diary, and she sponsors her own triathlon team called We Are Triathletes. She's even a certified triathlon coach. Hillary is a podcaster, just like me. She hosts a podcast called Hillary Topper On Air, and she has a lifestyle blog entitled New York Lifestyle Blog. I can go on and on, but here's the bottom line. Hillary's awesome. She's approaching our current COVID-19 world with optimism and energy. And this is super important. She helped me create the meetmediocrity.com website, which I launched this week, complete with all of my podcasts, blog posts, and videos for my new YouTube channel. Keep an eye on social media for more information about meetmediocrity.com. But enough about me. Without further delay, here's my conversation with Hillary Topper. Um, so, Hillary, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Mitch. This is very exciting. You're, I'm actually a big fan of yours, as you know. <laughs> um, Hillary, I introduced you on this podcast as someone with wide and varying skills and interests. And I wanted you to start by giving us just a little bit of about your background in public relations um, with a focus on digital and social media. Sure. I've been in the PR industries for many, many years. I don't even want to say how many years. It's you don't been a need long, to. long time. <laughs> And, um, and I started out, uh, you know, at working at big PR firms in the city and nonprofit organizations and started my own business back in 1991. So it's been a it's been a while. 
And what we do is we're a full-service public relations firm. We help people get in the media, uh, whether it's in a national publication, if it's on television, uh, blogs, podcasts, uh, so you name it, we'll, we'll get you out there, right? And we have a great track record. Uh, we have at a 99% track record. So over the years, it's been great. And I started in social media back in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote my first book in 2009 called Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Social Media, right. But We're Afraid to Ask. And yeah, and so we help clients with a variety of different campaigns on social media. Well, you've, you've, and, and I've started to let my little me- mediocrity world know that you helped me greatly. You helped me set up the me- mediocrity.com website, I which we it. just launched. And yep. thank you so much. It looks awesome. Yeah, I love it. And you've given me a, a, a lot of uh, tips about, you know, me starting my own uh, social media presence. And, and Hillary, on that, you sent me a copy of your book, Branding in a Digital World. That's your newest book, which yeah. I have read. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about um, why you wrote that book and what your messages are. So I've been teaching at Hofstra for about six years now. And the course I teach is called Digital Communications. And I, what I do is I, I instead of going through all the different digital tools out there, I have the students prepare a brand for themselves and take that brand and create an integrated marketing plan and then use the different digital tools to get their message out about their brand. So after six years of teaching this class and researching constantly, I said, you know what, it's time that I write this book, Branding in a Digital World, because it helps small business owners um, to really refocus and rethink, especially in this time of COVID, you know, where people are re- rethinking their business strategies, this book is going to help. Yeah, and it's actually helped me quite a bit. And, and you use the term branding quite a bit, not just at, at a you know, traditional corporate or business perspective, but people's personal brand mm-hmm. and building your personal brand. So I wanted to ask you, so... You and I are of a similar generation, and a lot of the people that we, we associate with are, are kind of novices at social media. I almost feel like, you know, my kids teach me stuff about social media, mm-hmm. and, and I'm still figuring it out. So, Hillary, if you were speaking to friends of ours who may have a Facebook account, and maybe that's it, and... And, but they want to be more on social media. They want to kind of in, enhance their digital brand. Mm-hmm. What are some of the simple steps that they can take to begin doing that? Well, I think the first thing is you don't have to be everywhere. If you're on Facebook, market on Facebook, create a group. Try to engage with your community as much as possible. I mean, that's going to really be beneficial to you. The more you network and and communicate with people, 
especially if you have one particular place that you live. I mean, some people live on Twitter. Some people, you know, live on TikTok. I mean, there, <laughs> I'm there sorry, are Hillary. so many different social sites am, out there. <laughs> so you've mentioned TikTok before. I am not on TikTok. Um, I think you'd it, love it. it. It's not just a kid's thing, Hillary? No, it's, you can't believe how many people our age or older, even way older than us are on there. Grandmothers, grandfather, great-grandmothers. I mean, they're dancing. It's the funniest site ever. But what people are doing is they're using it to really get their message out. And for me, I use it to try to promote my book, to try to promote my blogs, but other people, you know, do it to promote their brands. I mean, you look at like Chipotle or um, even the NBA, they're doing some really cool stuff on TikTok. And and it's something, you know, if, if your buyer persona is in, you know, a specific market, you may not, you know, that may be the, the place for you to live. Interesting. And Hillary, one of the things that, that you mentioned in your book is that you really, you know, so, so shifting gears from, from human beings to businesses, especially people who are starting, you know, nowadays what, what I see is not necessarily people starting new businesses, but people starting new arms of their business. So, mm -hmm. you know, for example, um, Pilates and yoga instructors doing more online mm -hmm. as, as a simple example. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things in your book you mentioned is that you don't need to spend a lot of money in kind of like social media advertising to get your, mm -hmm. yourself out there. Um, is, and, and now, now you just made a comment earlier that you really don't need to be everywhere, but if we, we shift our, our thinking to a small business or, or a personal trader, someone who's starting um, to expand into this virtual world, what would be your advice to those people? Well, first I would, I would, create this integrated marketing plan as I was talking about, yep. you know, really think about your goals and your strategies and your objectives, and then define who your buyer persona is. Who is that person that's going to buy your product or services, right? Outline who they are. Let me see what they look like. Really, you know, paint a picture of who that person is. Once you have that picture, it'll be so easy to figure out where to go with it and which outlet and and you know which opportunity you should go for um and 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 is there is there a way to be effective you know people are tight financially right now is that what are there ways to be effective without spending money on you know google ads or facebook ads or, or sponsored posts on instagram you know is it is it just a matter of frequency hillary well it's that it's it's it it depends on which platform you are. And you don't want to piss people off by being on there constantly. There are people sometimes on Facebook or even Instagram where they post consistently. That's probably not the best method. Right. You're probably better off doing less but telling a story in your post, telling a story, being a storyteller, and then using appropriate hashtags to make sure that a specific audience sees your message. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so you think, so it's consistency, but not 
over consistency. Right. So get get your message out there maybe once a day or twice mm-hmm. a day, but don't hog up someone's newsfeed with your stuff because <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. You'll see a lot of drop-offs in, in people following you. <laughs> right, right. So let's so let's do a an elegant shift of gears here, Hillary. Um, you and I did not meet through public relations. We met as fellow triathletes. That's right. And and Hillary, um, you know, I use the word meet mediocrity not as a negative connotation and not <laughs> as a strive for mediocrity connotation. But sometimes, sometimes you're just mediocre at stuff. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Just mm-hmm. don't use that as an excuse to quit. So Hillary, um, you neither you nor I are going to be like podium <laughs> podium winners, medal winners. Well, unless there's unless there's no one else in our age group. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but you got but you got into a very demanding sport. And mm-hmm. you enjoy it like I yep. do. So can you just give me a little bit of background about what led you to triathlons and why you keep doing it? So I started out as a couch potato. Uh-huh. Um, I think I was a couch potato for many, many years. It was like, I guess I was about 48 when I decided that I wanted to start running. And I started running real slow and I was running with a friend and we were going to a lot of different half marathons together. We're traveling around the country. And after the Brooklyn half, she said to me, you know, Hillary, I'm done with these half marathons. They suck. (laughs) And I said, all right, well, why don't we try a triathlon? I know of a great one in Sanibel. Florida. Uh Uh, We could go down there. We could make it like a triathlon vacation. And uh, so we signed up. And after we signed up, I said, oh my God, what do we do now? (laughs) So I called one of our mutual friends and I asked her, you know, can you coach me? Because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And she (laughs) said, no, I can't do that right now. But she referred me to somebody else. And, and so I was coached and, and my friend was coached by somebody else. And and we started to to really, you know, do things that we never did before. I mean, I thought I knew how to ride a bicycle, but I grew up in Long Beach, right? So there's no such thing as gears. You, you no, ride on the boardwalk, you know, yep. it's not flat, <laughs> it's flat as gear. a pancake, one gear, exactly. <laughs> one gear. You know, uh running, I you know, I barely knew what I was doing. And then and then swimming, forget about it. I mean, I thought I knew how to swim. I could doggy paddle, but (laughs) that wasn't what we do in triathlon. So I had to learn how to swim. And um, Brian uh, Crutt, who is with Open Water Swimming, I I give him all the credit because he actually got into the pool with me and said, Hillary, okay, I want you to start blowing bubbles. (laughs) I mean, it was to that granular of a level, right? So I, and, and especially getting up at five o'clock in the morning, that was, that was a real eye opener for me as well. Yeah. Or barely an eye opener, depending on how you yeah, look at exactly. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, but, you know, I mean, I just, there's something about it that just excites me and it's just, I keep going back for more. I actually just became a USA triathlon coach because That's I wanted amazing. to learn more. Yeah. <laughs> 
when did you start, Hillary? When did you do your first triathlon? Um, it was five years ago. Okay. So okay, I'm so. yeah. So I'm 58 now. So I guess I was like 53. Okay. 54? Yeah. For, so I'm I'm 55, and and I started when I was 53. So we started around the same age. What? So tell me what was the most challenging triathlon you've done and, and what made it challenging? Um, I don't think I've ever done one that was easy. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, my first year I did Sanibel, Florida, which was amazing. And it was, I, I, you know, on the bike, I felt like I was in the Tour de France, like <laughs> on your left, on your left. I, I was like, what is going on here? You know, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but in terms of, um, the next one I did, I did one right after that, like three weeks later in Montauk. Oh, it was for a goodness sprint. Sake. Yep. I actually podiumed that one because I was the only one in my age group. There you go. That's the secret. <laughs> and I was invited to go to nationals in Milwaukee. And I said, that was the following year. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it because I'm never going to get there again, ever. You know, So I might as well, while I have that opportunity, I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy it and oh my god that was an eye-opener for me not only was the water freezing i think it was like 50 degrees it was oh my so goodness. cold right but i was the last i thought i was i thought i did pretty good i was the last one out of the water i get to my bike rack i mean not there was not one bike <laughs> It oh was just to me. It was like an eye opener. That and is then, so demoralizing. It was so demoralizing. And then I put my bike on the rack and I go for my run. And there's this 92 year old man, and he just zips right past me like I'm <laughs> standing still. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> this, wow. This whole thing was just like it just puts you in a different spot, you know, where you just realize, you know, that. Hmm. Well, you know, this is fun, but I just got to just take it for what it is because I was never athletic. I mean, I grew up, I, I failed gym. I, you know, I was not into any of that kind of stuff. But, so you, but I just, you keep going. But I do keep, keep going. going. And I like <laughs> I follow you on social media. I love following you on social media. First of all, because of your varied interests, your your PR background, your your triathlon experience your your social media posts are varied and very interesting and you just never stop hillary you're always doing cool things and like i said like neither, unless there's no one else in your age group neither you nor i are yeah. doing this for podiums <laughs> we're not doing this for awards we're doing this for fitness and for overall health and it's okay to be a back of the packer. It really is. I, you know, I just have to say that because if anybody out there is thinking about getting into this, you know, my, I did, I did a run out in Riverhead, Riverhead Rocks, and I decided to take it really slow in the the first mile. So the police car is behind me with the <laughs> sirens going off, right? And I'm like, oh, God, this is not going to go well. But then as I went through it, I picked up this, I picked up speed. 
And I know, you know, I'm, I do the Galloway method, the run, walk, run method. And I actually, you know, beat a bunch of people. I wasn't the last one to the, to the finish line. So, but I do want to say that it doesn't matter, even if you are the last one on the finish line. I mean, I actually, I think it was in Wildwood where I finished last. Um, and it's okay. You know, nothing's going to happen. The world's not going to come to an end. You know, you're doing it because you love it. You're doing it because you're having fun. And this is fun. It's, it's challenging. It challenges your body to do something that you may not normally do. Well, I hope you realize how inspiring that comment is, Hillary, because there are a lot of people out there. In fact, there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who wake up and they're having a cup of coffee and they're saying, I wish I was an athlete. Mm -hmm. I wish I was a runner. I wish I had a fitness thing that was mine. And what you're saying is like, just try it. And mm -hmm. don't be self-conscious. Don't worry right. about what you look like in running shorts. Don't worry about finishing at the back of the pack. Just do you. And that's and 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 all of a sudden you're an athlete. Right. Because at the end of the day, you're competing against yourself. You're really not competing against anybody else but you. That's right. And and it, it yeah, and you know, this is one of those things where participation is a win because your mm -hmm. win is your health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you mentioned something, Hillary, that I'm curious about. I, I only know a little bit about this, um, but I'm curious about it. And it's this Galloway running method. Mm -hmm. So when I first started running a long time ago, someone said, you know, start by doing a run, walk, run. And they didn't talk about Galloway. They just said, you know, that's the way you start to become a runner is you become a faster walker and you go from there. But the Galloway method is a method. I mean, this guy, I think he's an Olympian or a former Olympian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about how you came upon Galloway and how you use it. Well, I didn't use it when I started running. Um, I just ran. Um, but I would walk through the um, water stops. And I was accepted to the 2016 New York City Marathon, and I hired Jeff to Jeff Galloway to be yep. my coach. He's uh, an Olympic athlete, and he's got this method, and I wanted to learn about it, and he taught me, and he was very gracious about it, and after that, I, I wanted to give back, so I started a group out on Long Island, um, Team Galloway Long Island, and basically, it's not for beginners. I mean, beginners join the group, and there are beginners who are, are part of it, but there are a lot of experienced runners. I've got runners running seven-minute miles, um, you know, and they're doing this method, you know, so it's not, it's not a method that um, you have to be a back of the backer to be part of. And, um, and, and, there, and you're finding benefits from using this method, Hillary. Well, yeah, because, you know, what it does is it, it puts in instant recovery, so what I do for me, I mean, everybody's going to be different and everybody's going to have their own run-walk ratio. Okay. Um, and what happens is you do a magic mile and then it's just basically a mile around the track. And then there's a formula that calculates how 
uh, how fast you should go, like not fast, but how, how your run walk ratio, right? Okay. So for me, it's, uh, I run 30 seconds and walk 15 seconds, right? Oh, Some it's, pe- it's that short of an interval. Oh yeah. Because it, the shorter the interval, the faster you're going to run. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, think about it. Like when we go out and we do our long runs on Saturdays, we usually start out at like a five-second run, 30-second walk, right? That's around a 14-minute mile. We right. go slow because we're doing endurance training. We're trying to just build up endurance. Yep. But when many of us go out on our own, I mean, even like the fastest runners, they may do like a one-minute, 15 seconds um, or, you know, two minutes, 15 seconds. But, you know, the longer that you're out running – the slower you're going to be. So this, the shorter run, run ratio, like for example, I have this one woman, she runs a 12, 12 second run, 25 second walk, and she does an 11 minute mile. Wow. You know, so it, it really depends on, you know, it's just, it's a crazy thing that you can actually run pretty fast. And I've, I've been running much faster as a res- as a result of of being part of you know training the Galloway method and and learning how to really do the run walk run the right way, um, most people do not do it the right way. Most people do uh, like they'll do like a minute walk. Once you do a minute walk, it's it's just way too long. You know, you right. it's not going to work out the same way. It's got to be under thirty seconds, and even thirty seconds, like unless you're tall. 30 seconds works, but if you're short like I am, I'm 5'4", a 15-second rest is enough. Right. You know, Hillary, the thing that I love about everything we discussed today is you make, you make everything seem attainable. Mm-hmm. You could become a runner. You could become a triathlete. Mm-hmm. You can have a social media presence. It's not that hard. It's not that intimidating. You just have to take small steps. And mm-hmm. and Hillary, that's why I found you to be such an approachable person because you make everything seem so easy. <laughs> and yet and yet you look at you and you, you look at, you know, people who you hang around with and, and you guys are, are are quite accomplished. It's it's amazing. So what's what's next for you, Hillary? I mean, we're living in, you know, COVID world right now and, and that's getting some people people kind of down in the dumps not it doesn't seem to be getting you down in the dumps it's not getting me too too much down in the dumps what's next for you hillary well i'm (laughs) you're gonna laugh i'm actually going for my personal training certification (laughs) don't ask i don't know why but i i actually as part of usa triathlon coach you have to continuously uh take education cpe credits and that type of thing sure Studying now for that. I'm also going to be teaching a course over the summer on uh, branding in a digital world, like how to build an integrated marketing plan for your business. Okay. And so I'm excited about that. Is that is that associated with the university, or are you doing it online? I'm thing? doing it online on my own, and it's an eight week course. It's going to be offered during the summer, 
And we're going to start from, you know, building that integrated market. And it's, it's almost going to follow my, my master's class. You know, it's, it's basically building your, your integrated marketing plan and then deciding who your buyer persona is and really delving into the social media aspects of it and how to use those and also use, uh, you know, email marketing and, you know, traditional stuff like PR and, you know, other types of marketing. So, yeah, so it's an eight week course and, and then, and we're going to actually have a real concrete uh, plan and implementation strategy as after the class. So you will walk away with a plan and have me coaching you through it. So that's, that's what I'm working on right now. Well, that, that is awesome. So if, if people are interested in this, they can find this through your website, Hillary, HJMT. Um, they could email me at Hillary, H I L A R Y at H J M T.com. Um, I don't have it on my website, but I do have it on my social media platforms. Um, so if anybody's interested, they could, you know, get in touch with me via Hillary Topper is most of my email, most of my social media, or they could, uh, find me on Hillary at Hillary 25 on Twitter. And I'm going to remind everyone all of that information in, in this podcast post as well. So that's awesome, Hillary. Thank you so much. First of all, thank you for being my guest. But secondly, thank you for all of your help with Meet Mediocrity. And third of all, thank you for being such an awesome friend because Aww. I can't believe like meeting you has opened up so many things for me. And I'm sure that others feel the same way. So I want to thank you for all of those things. Well, I appreciate our friendship as well. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Very good. I'll talk to you soon. Are you impressed? I am truly impressed. Why? Well, two things. One, Hillary is so incredibly active. She has a million things going on, and she's approaching the COVID-19 crisis with a positive mindset. She mentioned her new book, Branding in a Digital World, and she mentioned the marketing course she designed on this very same subject that she'll be making available this summer. Two, mediocre is just not a word in Hillary's vocabulary. One example is Hillary's triathlon obsession. She could care less where she finishes in each race. In fact, she's a self-proclaimed back-of-the-packer. You heard it. But she approaches her triathlon passion with enthusiasm. She even became a certified triathlon coach during the pandemic. Please check out Hillary's multitude of ventures by going to your Google browser and typing in Hillary Topper. It's one L in Hillary, two Ps in Topper. You'll get several pages of blogs, podcasts, books, websites, all the information you need about Hillary. She's a powerhouse, but she's also extraordinarily approachable. Take it from me. She's a true pleasure. So with all of that, here's the wrap up. If you enjoy the Mediocrity podcast, please subscribe and please tell your friends. Follow our daily posts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And... Visit me on meetmediocrity.com. 
When you get there, please enter your email address to subscribe to my newsletter and to be eligible for prizes. Finally, until next time, this has been your host, Mediocre Mitch, wishing you to be happy, to stay positive, to stay healthy, to keep smiling and be well. Take care.